A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. That was perfect. Amazing. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am Nick, and I am several White Claws deep at the time of recording. Hold your applause. I know. Quite a feat. Um, and I'm joined by... It's uh, Julie and Emma. Hi. Hi, Emma. <laughs> Sorry, I momentarily forgot your names because I was just looking at myself in the tiny little corner of our Skype chat. Julie, what are we talking about today? Oh my gosh, we're talking about so much good stuff. We're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. Um, What else did you watch? So I have been subsisting on similar TV shows, and Bob's Burgers has been my main comfort zone, but I've recently stepped outside of that to watch The Old Guard, a new Netflix TV show. And by that, I mean movie. (laughs) (laughs) They all blur together. What is a genre anymore? And... um, it's honestly delightful. I'm a big fan of history, and I'm a bigger fan of the fact that this led to a discourse about one of our listeners, Tyler's books, which uh, is available on Amazon and a hell of fun read. Well, I also did some Netflix picking Mining for Gold and watched Zach, Ef- Zach Efron's uh, Down to Earth, which is amazingly vanilla and fantastic. And the very sweet and unnecessary uh, for me a Netflix documentary about Walter Mercado, Mucho Mucho Amor. Very sweet, very nice. Nothing bad happened. He didn't kill anybody. He's a super nice guy. It's great. He made people happy. Yay. Good times. And then at some point we talk about fire or flames or something, and that leads us <laughs> into a very strong discourse about Fire Island, which um, hopefully oh, that's is right. A- I rail on the view also, which is my favorite thing of all time. I love to rail <laughs> on the view. Yeah, we should we should have a rant and rave corner. Remember when we used to have like segments and like things that we would do? Maybe we should go back to that. That'd be like a fun, cute journey for us. I mean, we can give it a try. I'm open. I mean, not to most things sexually, but to this idea, yes. And you know what? No matter what journey we're on, I'm alongside it with you, Boo. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Bye. Bye. Well, let's tell you about what doesn't make you happy. Let's listen to a tweet that I received on my birthday. I'm not a person who really gives a crap about my birthday. I'm over 11. I don't know if you've heard. Um, I'm not going to Chuck E. Cheese. They're closed. So I pretty much just am grateful for any nice messages I get. So I get, happy birthday, most precious of all gemstones. You're such a bright light, illuminating all who have the fortune of being in your presence with your quick wit, compassionate heart, and brutal but fair judgments. (laughs) Whoever... (laughs) <laughs> Who would send a tweet like or a, a, a message like that on someone's birthday, Nick? Okay, I think you are omitting the emoji that really tied that whole statement together. <laughs> also, I said the good fortune, another compliment. I called you good. <laughs> um, I got the crying laughing emoji over the but fair judgments. Anyway, on your birthday, no matter <laughs> so your age, 11 <laughs> or older, no one wants to be called brutal. <laughs> On their birthday. I mean, really any day of the week, but the birthday being the most seething one. Um, interesting. How did I conclude that message, though, Julie? I think Let's... you said, fuck off, bitch, bye. But let me look. <laughs> I didn't memorize it. I mean, except the brutal part. I'm the Shit. privilege to exhaust it, Dre Berry. I'm the privilege to have 
That's the end. I'm just very privileged. The honor talking over your insights with stories of myself every week. Much love. Many emojis. And then to sum it up, something. Do you never watch that? Oh, I did. I did. It's uh, a gentleman playing guitar saying, I love you, bitch. I ain't never going to stop loving you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I save up all my sarcasm all week now for this and try and leave the subjects alone. Just the regular street people, pedestrians. They don't need that. They're so beneath us. Oh my gosh, I can't handle that. I mean, I've explained this to you before, I'm guessing, but in like where I grew up in New York, in Jewish community that I lived in, and just period, sarcasm is like a game of tennis. Like who can volley better? Who can hit the bullseye? You go, oh, that was such a good dig. It's not personal. Then you move to Cincinnati and everyone's like, but that hurts my feelings. I'm like, but it's not about you. It's about me and how smart I am. It's not about you. <laughs> They're like, but you said something about me that hurt. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. So, like, even though I've lived here for the majority of my life now, I still can't get past that. Then I meet people like me, and we, like, battle, and it's hilarious. And you're like, oh, that was such a good one. You, you pierced my ancestors. They're, they're dying again. Um, you know, it's not alcohol and feel bad about it. It's not like being called brutal. Which is um, well, I was about to say, it's interesting, that I was like, it's interesting that that's your perspective. When I feel like I was the Venus Williams to your Serena Williams, because obviously you're more accomplished. But Venus is older. Yeah, but she's really elegant. I love Venus a lot. Okay, she... now that was a dig at me also because you just said she's really <laughs> elegant and that's who you are. No, okay. <laughs> um, fine, you, you can be. what's happening? Emma, do you think Nick really truly doesn't like me? Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I there, That was a no-win situation. If I picked you as the older sister, it would be like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? There was a, But it's your birthday, so like, go for it. This has now turned into the Nick Cotter roast. <laughs> I'm just thinking about you the... You could have at least started with, like, why you gave her the one you did instead of why you got the wonderful one yes. and left her I wondering. I elegant one, where <laughs> you're the Claude. And you're the other one. You are the greatest... Fe- you are the greatest... One of the greatest tennis players of all time, the greatest female tennis player of all time. That's what I think of you. No one believes you, but I, I don't mean to be brutal. I'll try and hold back my brutality for the rest of this episode. That's not true. That's what the people are here for. Banter, witty banter. I'm going to adjust my chin strap. Alone now, why in my are you floor. wearing a mask alone in your apartment? You can take it off now. Um, I just like to be ready in case like the roof caves in and there's just like a worker there for whatever reason. I want to respect his safety by being mask at the ready. I mean, I'm pro mask. Don't get me wrong. Same. I do it's find myself like getting in my car by myself and putting my mask on and thinking, this might be a little much. We can take that off. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing about the mask is it will absorb your tears. So if you get it high enough, as I have to, um, just because I have a beak that needs covering, I've got a very pointy face. So I need to just like really press it down. And then my glasses, I don't want to fog them up. And so it gets very close to my eyes and sometimes shields me from just being in public, which is helpful. <laughs> it's like, if I do not see it, I do not have to react to it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like sometimes it just gets a little damp. And you're like, why? It's like, oh, why am I crying? It's because I'm outside and not in my home. It's safe. Yes. Please get me home. It's so true. Did you watch um, All Stars 5 this week? Yes. You can guarantee one thing from me, that I will call your actions brutal from an insidious and not at all self-effacingly heartwarming vantage. 
And that I will be watching All Stars 5 and every other Drag Race content. I also watch some Netflix as well. Can you believe? I'm so accomplished. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, should we start with Drag Race? Or do you want to... Like you want to save your Netflix as a surprise for later, like what you watch, well, or you want to speak I'm about it, or still speak it existence. Waiting and wrapped anticipation of what you watched. Oh my god! I mean, where do we start? It's ridiculous. I don't know. I'm just waiting for you to start it all. Well, we can just start with All Stars. I don't even know if I'm going to embarrass myself with the amount of things that I've watched this week. Oh my gosh! We'll you literally admitted to the Mrs. Reality Show, and both of us immediately were like, "Absolutely, you should be watching that quality television show." So no, now it's canceled. What's their problem? Um, you know what else makes me happy? Shea motherfucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> Let's go there. Um, she's the queen. Like, are, is anyone deluded themselves into thinking that she is just not the winner? She came in as the preeminent foregone conclusion, and they threw in Shea's at the bottom one week to lure us into a false sense of, oh, my gosh, anything can happen. But who else could topple her crown? B, I think, has produced the best television and is just a fucking joy to watch. She's an absolute treat every moment. She's gold. I'm in stitches that I put on myself for a mild wound that I pretended was mortal. But Shea Coulee has this in the fucking bag. She's amazing. Unless they smartly vote her out. But as you've stated again and again, it's really about what's going to happen on social media now. Precisely. And that's why no one wants to get Manila. Naomi is constantly, frustratingly, revisiting the Manila situation. Um, and the middle was robbed and is like, I'm just like intractably linked with this queen. I voted out because it's a game show. It's a reality game show. Naomi and kimchi being besties makes me happy. I don't know why. I just think they're so cute. I do. I do love that. It's sort of like the odd couple. And yes. um, I think we know which one of them is Jack Lemon. And it's just like, it's just like super cute. <laughs> And I feel like kimchi like never stops eating and Naomi, Naomi never eats and kimchi likes to frighten everybody. There's like compilation YouTube videos of her terrifying Violet Chachki for weeks on the work the world tour. And Naomi's just like in there still looking at herself like Alyssa Edwards. Like, look at my boobs. Look at my boobs. I know. So when they, so I know Emma watched, did you watch the Trixie goes behind the scenes of all stars five? That was on did YouTube per- that she said. Did us. I personally cut her? I did. <laughs> that she said, okay. <laughs> And the hits keep coming, butter, butter, butter. Um, tragically, no. Well, they must. Trixie must have been interviewing the queens before the judging because Alexis, you can tell, is feeling great, and and she should I be, know. and she's just she's being so really proud. funny and really sweet. And she says something about flooding her basement and her dress and everything, and she thinks she's gonna win or at least not be going home. It's sad. I like. I feel very strongly against in the opposed realm to Alexis Mateo's elimination. <laughs> that was bullshit. That she went home before Blair? Nah. And then, I don't know, however this drama went, because I was discussing it with some fellow homosexuals. <laughs> and um, <laughs> naturally. Thank God the breeders weren't there. That would be terrible. Well, so, sometimes <laughs> you can literally just be like, bam! And then everyone just like clusters around you, and that's how you know where your people are. They're just like, oh my God, did you watch Where my episode? people at? Where, where my, my people, people at? at? Oh, that's a foreshadowing <laughs> to what's happening later. Yeah. Oh my God, we do get thick and juicy. But I was discussing it. They were like, where do you stand in this whole India versus Alexis Mateo thing? And I was like, I'm going to be fully candid with you. I don't give a shit. Like, even if India is telling the truth, I will still prefer Alexis over her. And that's personal bias, maybe. But you're not going to change my mind. So so India in Nylon Magazine admitted that they did ask her if she voted for Shea, but after the voting. 
So they weren't campaigning. They just were like, did you vote for Shay? When they were sitting on the side waiting for the lipstick to be pulled. And she's like, no. So that's it. There was no conspiracy, no campaigning. It was after the vote was over. She is so exceptionally boring. And she... <laughs> so, God, she can't even do drama well. I mean, I, I do respect it as a tactic because this is a fucking game show. It's like, do I have a personality? No. Am I a looks queen? No. Do I understand why I'm here? No. What do Does I need to do? Does my prom outfit make sense because I look like a drowned goth grandmother? No. No. It just, it didn't make sense, honey. It didn't fit the challenge. And so I get that, like, okay, you have to man manufacture drama. Are you okay? Yeah, it's my leg stuck. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, India Fair brings me to <laughs> grotesque contortionist pain as well. That fucking piranha. Let the record reflect he just called me grotesque as well as brutal. <laughs> Sorry, I had to contort my face because my foot was caught underneath my other leg. I said you contorted it to a grotesque face. Like a moment. Okay. And that just got worse. <laughs> Fair. Emma's just like, <laughs> when will they stop? When will the lambs stop screaming? <laughs> never, so, Clary. Never. never. But no, I get it. I get it. It's a tactic. Like Naomi Smalls obviously has so much more going for her than India Farah, but went with the game angle and the drama angle. And she knows how to play the game. And the game is, this is a reality TV show. And India was like, how do I make myself memorable? Not through looks or talent or skills, but through crafting unnecessary superfluous drama. And she did that poorly still. Like that whole, like <laughs> maybe blame it on the edit, but that whole like, be honest. And I'm going to leave uh, notes that we're going to pepper so throughout. And then I'm going to like say things and get really bitchy on social media and then immediately remove my social media account it's like who are you rupaul charles like you can't do this <laughs> i would like to do sort of an homage to an unsolved mysteries um reenactment i'm so pissed on? that they never solved them <laughs> <laughs> why about why i have the show why are you ready <laughs> yeah. okay <clears throat> see if you can guess what i'm doing hey you guys india left me a note and a gift hi blair how are you today? <laughs> Thanks, Nick. I appreciate you. You're like, Blair, stop it. Pick it up. Like, I know acting's not your forte, girl, but it's just like, I mean. You're a theater queen. Be super queeny. Be like, oh, my God, you guys. Nick left me, or Indy left me a basket. Brutal. And a brutal. No, you, no, that is the meanest thing anyone has ever said to me. Oh, my God, did my Freudian slip just connect India and Nick? I wonder how that happened. Um, yeah, I slipped a disc from that Freudian monstrosity, you monster. Um, you monster. Yeah, Blair, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> with her, I mean, the the Botox was a choice. Um, she's very young, and, I mean, do what you want to do to make you happy. But just, like, she was already not the most expressive queen, and now it's just, like, two life rafts coming at you, like, hopefully rescuing you from whatever she's saying or doing because you just want to get out of there and move on to the next scene. But it's just, like, yes, yeah, just, like, Lake Placid all over her face and just so canned, and, gosh, it was... The whole thing was rough. It's, like, the puppeteer strings of this season are way more visible than they typically are. So, honest tip... Listening, what did you guys think of the deep moments with RuPaul, Charles, with Shay and GGB? Okay, so I am noted. I mean, at least I've said it. It has probably been edited out of the podcast because it was boring and profane. But when we get to the emotionally real moments, they've just felt so staged recently that I can't handle it. And it's just like, let's have our Bob Saget moment. And it's just real rough. 
And it's like, I want Bob Saget on Twitter now, where he's like, I had to go to the hospital because I got my dick stuck in a face mask. Still terrible. But I want less of that, like, oh, here's just like a moment of sadness for sadness sake. This was genuinely affecting. And I think it was super beautiful to bring um, representation of these families and what they've gone through. And for some reason, maybe it's just like I have more of a connection to Shay and Juju than I would just like getting to know a new cast. But I was deeply invested in their stories and it felt like a moment because RuPaul actually knows these queens too and has, you assume, some semblance of an emotional (laughs) connection no matter how fraught. But it felt way less performative and way more just like, this is my story and I have a platform to tell it. And I don't know. I thought it was it was super effective. It, was, it really was. I mean, I don't, it, yeah. I definitely was really sad for Shay. That sounded awful. And I love Jujubee's story about, um, I might not be all the way found, but I'm a lot less lost. And um, Bitch can give a fucking quote. <laughs> Even when she's for in me, the- Jujubee, I bring the MSG. With the potato salad with the raisins. Okay. I know. I'm in. I'm in, Juju. <laughs> so the theme being like my must backyard. I, what? I was like, must I tell the truth always? And then I was like, <laughs> I never tell the truth anyways. But yes, go back to reality. Well, not reality, but RuPaul's Drag Race. Reality, reality TV. <laughs> it's it was the only reality I want to be part of. Backyard barbecue and RuPaul's real sisters were there. One who seemed really annoyed to be there. The one <laughs> I, was giving him nothing but judgmental glares the entire time. I was like, I like her the best. 100%. You always look for the outcast that hates it there, and you're like, me too. Um, the one just, sister like, was like nodding and like shaking her head, and the other sister's like, you're a wreck. This is a mess. I'm just thinking of how long they kept them on that soundstage in those pens. Like, they literally penned off from the runway. And it's just, like, a brutal visual. And, um, gosh, I don't know. But <laughs> the, I thought the voiceovers were fun. Um, that was a neat yes. twist because they didn't go through, like, hey, let's all struggle for the first three takes while Shake kills it. Um, well, and the family that- genuinely laughed at, like, Cracker when she was talking about her name and... Uh, you know, but they really call me. What does she think she's doing here after everything she's done to our family? <laughs> she's got <Yes>. some nerve. <laughs> that was, you- I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I did crack up when Juju B came out and said, I'm sorry I'm late because I didn't want to be here because that is my motto in life. But even more when she said, my name is Ping, but I go by Amber. Oh, my that- God. <laughs> Why was that the funniest thing that's happened to me in months? That was so funny. Um, I feel like all of our brains are recovering to this new world order from just like the quarantine drama in different ways. And my humor has completely shifted to the most stupid and idiotic things. And when, but that, when she just like, Amber, she said nothing. And she looked at her and she's like, Amber, Amber, along with it killed me. And then so memeable. And they immediately, there was some tweet that was just like, and how did Jeff Goldblum get all the DNA for the dinosaurs? Amber. (laughs) (laughs) And they had to get, she's just, she's such good TV. And then I love Shay's callback to Grandrea. I know. Oh my gosh. gosh. The acting, (laughs) I will say the acting challenge in that season was exceptional. Where are all the cute kids at the school? Okay, well, except for Nina Bonina Brown. Where are the cool kids <laughs> at the school? At the school. <laughs> well, all right. I, I want to spin off on 37 other topics, but maybe we should try and finish this one. So then, um, poor Alexis. Now that I know that 
India fudged this for sure. I feel yeah. really bad for Alexis. And they are still bringing it up, and it's making her sad. Um, so then the looks for the ball that they made themselves, what, who'd you like? What'd you think? So I genuinely liked Alexis's. Mm-hmm. I thought Me that too. was super fun. I I loved the uh, unconventional material as a solo cup that matched and sort of like creating a body and constructing that out of it. I felt the ghost of Santino Rice was there <laughs> nodding in, approve, in an approving manner. Um, I love Jujubee and literally everything she does. And, you know, she's, she sewed shit together and didn't look horrible. And for that... <laughs> when Carson was like, and the seams don't match up, and Jujubee's like, yeah, I hate this challenge. So <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> No excuses, no nothing. I hate this. I made a tube dress, which means I fold it in half and sewed it. Yeah. Enjoy. Here you go. Um, it's like, if only every queen has would do that for every apartment or hotel renovation challenge or club situation. Just walk out and be like, I hate this challenge. I'm not going to do it. And she'll be just like, great. I've got 27 queens who will take your place. Now, Shay talking about how if she looks good, if one queen looks good, they all look good, and she's happy to help everybody with their sewing. Traditionally, RuPaul is not a fan of that. This is a competition. You're out for blood. She does yeah. not usually enjoy that. So we'll see what ha- I feel like there could be repercussions from that because Ru don't like that. I know. Ru is every woman for herself. And- it's not RuPaul's best friend race. Do we know why Shay was a bride? Um, I don't know, nor do I super care. I feel like trying to bring meaning to a RuPaul's Dragon <laughs> challenge Point. is just a lost cause anyway. So just like, do what you fucking want to do and just make <laughs> shit up because that's what they're doing. Here's a hotel room. And it's like, all right, chill. <laughs> what else do you want me to do? Dance around? Cool, RuPaul. Just please give me that check. I mean, I was fine with Cracker's outfit. I, too, grew up calling those birdies, not shuttlecocks. So I didn't know what the hell they were talking about for a while. So that was exciting. Um, but I too, I too would have given it to Alexis. I mean, her cha-cha, I'm the former maid outfit wasn't great with the hair reveal, but her runway was the best, I thought. Her runway was the best, and I thought it would it harken back to season three where there was like a construction challenge after construction challenge after construction challenge, which was amazing. And I really loved that because that was when they were like, let's try on all these different reality show hats and see which one fits. We're going to be America's Next Model meets Project Runway infused drag and then we're actually gonna have a budget this time around and let's see what we can do with that so then it's time for the lip sync assassin cracker, cracker wins yay i mean <laughs> could you ask for anything more from a lip sync assassin than that, roxy andrews no and like goddamn, this is one of the this is one of the times where i was like this is absolutely correct as far as a lip sync assassin like oh she destroyed cracker she and that's like a cracker does not know how to emote and this was a no. song was- you know who you can trust roxy andrews you can trust her to have three different reveals if you are going to call yourself a lip sync assassin that is what you should do do that because i don't know even if shay could have risen to the level of taking that over roxy's like i this is mine yeah. move you're like wow I was never like the world's biggest Roxy fan, especially when she was super mean to Jinx. I felt like I liked her a little bit more in All Stars, but I was like, bow down to the queen. That was amazing. Just so fucking, at every turn, it's just like, I, it's one of those lip syncs where I wish they didn't at all focus on the other queen. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> I'm here for the triple X Roxy Andrews thick and juicy shell. 
it was so good. And it, it, it was just, it was, it was so fucking good. It was so, it was like, it made so much more sense than Banji, who is funny. Yeah. But a lip sync assassin, she is not. I think She's she not. knew that. I think she, she saw did. Shay and went, uh-oh, wrong place, wrong time. Morgan McMichaels, not a lip sync assassin at all. She's won one lip sync. I thought she brought the party. I thought she turned the party. And then we had Monet. <laughs> who was the first person who destroyed India? Evie Oddly. Oh, yeah. She destroyed her. She was great. She She's an assassin. She's yeah. an assassin. She and Roxy, Roxy, for sure. Alyssa was disappointing, but. But, like, you can see, like, yeah. she has been an assassin previously. Um, what I want to see is. Coco Montrese. I want to see um, Trinity K. Bonet. I, Trinity K. Bonet won all three of her limb six, even the one she lost. Yeah, she's amazing. I just don't, is she still around? I don't know anything about her. I don't follow her. I know I there was a GoFundMe for her five years ago because, um, no, it's not that sad. The, um, <laughs> the, the unit where she kept all of her drag was broken into, Ooh. which is sad, but like, you know, no one died. Just her dreams. <laughs> Derek Barry said nobody got killed or not. He didn't say that. He said, you know, that's a big meme that's following him around now. He's like, you can say it to me all you want. I don't care. I make merch now that says it. Oh, that's so so unlikable. He does. He increasingly that merch comment really pisses me off. It feels like the fire Island gaze where it's just like, here's (laughs) segue. Here's a moment. (laughs) Seamless. Seamless. It totally made sense. Here, well, here's someone who's profiting off of a situation that they know nothing about to make merch that promotes themselves. And are yes. they giving it back to LGBTQIA communities? Absolutely. Yes, himself and his two husbands. <laughs> That's not the same. That is not what happens. And it just reminds me of this, the, the selfishness that is pervasive in some aspects of the white male gay community, particularly where it's just like you see the images of people who've gone to Fire Island this past weekend, and there are just hordes of people during a fucking pandemic crowding around beaches for what? For attention? For li- licentiousness? For deep dicking, I think. And it's just like, all right, like, <laughs> do you have regard for someone besides yourself? And that's just super frustrating. Because then you're going to go, what, back to New York? That's still recovering from being the first hotspot in our nation and continue to spread that? It's just like... I, it just was super, super disappointing to see all those images. What alternate upside down universe are we living in? Yeah. I just, and like, I, obviously there are a lot of people who are fucking up and this isn't to malign <laughs> gay people or white male gay people. And, and oh, yes, way. it is. All the white male gay people that were at Fire <laughs> Island. Let's malign all of them. Yes, well, yes, ma- yes. Malign all of them for sure. But it's also just like, I mean, Come on, you expect like have like have some human decency, have some regard for anyone besides yourself. It's like this is such a a brutal individualistic culture that we're living in right now, where it's just like have like if it doesn't affect you, then it can still affect so many people. And like, just wear a fucking mask. I don't know. I my head goes in so many different furious tangents where it's just like have and it all boils down to have regard for someone else in your life besides yourself. If you want to be flippant with your life, that's on you. And it's like, if you want to do things that are self-destructive, that's on you. But if you're going to engage in self-destructive behaviors or behaviors that can also take down communities with a super vicious virus that spreads so fucking quickly, go to hell. Like, go to go straight to hell. And you know that gay men love their grandmas. And they're going to be bringing that back to their grandmas. Because back when nobody else wanted to be Mark Rick or Steve's friend, Grandma did. She didn't care. 
It's a very heavy time. Yeah. Um, Which, is Drag Race. Of, <laughs> Which is why we watch Drag Race. What? Which is why we watch Drag Race. Yes. It is exactly why we watch men in dresses with pain on their faces. Because it yes. is like, oh my God, this is so fun, light, and exi- exciting. Uh, another thing that makes me happy, though, and I would like Gia Gun to be canceled, but I do believe we should change from cancel culture into accountability culture. That sounds yeah, great to me, right? Yeah. Consequence culture. I love all those topics. I yeah. have to tell you, hotter than our takes this week have been The View. It has been on fire. On fuego. If you are not watching right now, the insanity that is Megan McCain, oh my God, it's amazing. She is out of her fucking mind. It is great. First of all, let me just tell you they were on vacation last week. What do you mean you're on vacation? You're sheltering in place. None of you are leaving the house. You work for an hour a day. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what, what do you got to do? Plug Joy back in? Joy seems to be <laughs> losing a little bit of steam, but like what is happening? Vacation, my butt. Oh, it's been amazing. Joy and Megan have gone at it so badly this entire week. Whoopi's had to just cut to cut to break four times. It's been amazing. Wow. Highly, <laughs> highly recommend if you need like a midday, 11 o'clock, like fire to wake you up. Like, Julie, do something with the day. It's like, I can't, I'm too tired to do anything. Oh, I hate Megan McCain. I can't wait to get out of the couch. Um, it is just, they've only been back for two days and it has been magic. I was texting away, having a great, anytime they destroy Megan, I just am so pleased. And so yeah. Monday... <laughs> She was saying, you know, because they came out and Joy was saying all the Republicans are the worst and they're destroying education and blah, blah, So Joy says they are destroying education, which Betsy DeVos is trying to do. And Megan McCain's like, it is irresponsible to come out every week and just say that Republicans hate children. Um, nobody said that. You crazy, crazy person. And so they get in a huge fight. And then today, so they're talking about Tucker Carlson. You know, his head writer got fired because guess mm-hmm. what? He's a big old racist, uh, misogynist, <laughs> anti-Semite. What a shocker. Um, and, and Tucker Carlson has said, every word I say has been written by him and whatever. So yeah. they're, they're all like, and um, Megan's like, so should he be canceled? Should he be canceled? Answer my question. And Sonny's like, I believe in accountability, not in canceling. I don't know what, his, what the accountability is for him. They're losing tons of people. So they get to make that decision. She goes, what about Joy Reid? Shouldn't she be held accountable? And Wolfie's like, she was. And Megan's like, no, she wasn't. Oh, it's so good. She's such a brat. <laughs> it's so amazing. If you want to watch White Privilege in action... <laughs> She's so good at it. It's really good. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I did watch the Walter Mercado Mucho Mucho Adore. Um, did you? How was that? Netflix documentary, a super sweet. He he's the only person I've ever seen with that sort of affectation who I don't find creepy. Like he is the most loving person, and um, very sweet. And he just he saved some bird when he was a kid, and everyone said he had the gift. And a producer was like, "Do do more about that. Tell us more about the horoscopes." And he just has so much positive energy. People just loved him. And the producer's like, "I want to see you in a cloak with like lots of sparkles." He's like, "Okay, sounds good." <laughs> um, but you know, he's not like. I am the Messiah or I know anything. He's just this great guy. And then he gets in this, these troubles with his manager who basically steals his, well, Walter Mercado signs the um, paper, but he basically signs away his name, his likeness, any work he's ever done. So like it, nobody would have signed this if he'd read it, but he should have read it anyway. So it takes like six years and he gets it all back. But he's like so beloved, so beloved. And so Lin-Manuel Miranda brings his dad to meet Walter Mercado right at the height of Hamilton, like 2016. 
And Lin-Manuel is sobbing. He's just like, I can't believe I get to meet you. I watch you with my abuela every day. This is so amazing. And Walter Mercado's like, you are Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's like, I know, but you're Walter Mercado. So it's like just super sweet. <laughs> he considers himself non-binary, asexual. He has an assistant who's been with him for like 35 years. And both of them are pretty adamant that they are, it's just his assistant. And he's like, why would I have sex with a person when I can have sex with the wind? <laughs> really, <laughs> all right, Pocahontas, paint with yeah. all them fucking colors. <laughs> he's just a very loving person. There's nothing shady in his closet. He's just super loved. He passed away. Um, but And I brought him up to a couple of friends of mine who grew up in Mexico, and they were just like, oh, every day he, for an hour. He would talk about people's horoscopes and numerology every single day. Wow. <laughs> and people would wait around. Oh, Capricorn, me, me, me. Okay, okay, okay. So it's very sweet. It's, it's a very easy watch if you're in the nice. mood. Yeah. Nick's giving me hope eyes. Like, mm, I'll never watch that. I was like, that sounds like a beautiful thing that I will never see. No, it's not. It's not in depth. It's not. You know. No, but I, I do like genuine and endearing people in mm -hmm. theory. But I prefer to watch pure trash. Well, did you watch any other pure trash this week? So not pure trash, but I did watch the um, Charlize Theron. Oh, movie, you did the old guard. The old guard, um, which I found enjoyable. It was at. I had a Julie moment. It was at three a.m. I could not sleep. And so I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to watch Charlize Theron and um, anything. <laughs> and I chose The Old Guard because I was trending number one. And it was good. I enjoyed it. I do like that sort of mythology. Um, I'm a history buff. I love ancient history, much like every other queer person my age. <laughs> we have grown up on, on the Greek and Roman myths and seeing that. There's like a meme going around. It's like if you had the Daudelaires or Dolaires Greek myths, you're gay now. And um, it's kind of true. <laughs> Did you know, this is a listener shout out. I found out that our listener Tyler wrote a book. What? <laughs> and it's about Latin or something. What? <laughs> <laughs> One of those things, that Latin stuff. Oh, my gosh. You know what? He wrote a book? That's awesome. That's amazing. Yes, and I can't share my screen because I need to change my privacy settings. I'm going to stop being... But, and I don't know Latin, but it's like called Priya Pia Songs for a Phallic God, yes. an intermediate Latin reader. That's amazing. So yes, <laughs> Priapism comes from Priapus, who had a very large member historically. And Priapism wow. is when you have an extended erection. Oh my God, this is right up my fucking alley. Tyler, amazing. Yeah. He he wrote a book, and the cover is just, like, a mannequin with abs and uh, no shirt, but jeans and a bulge, a very big bulge. Amazing. <laughs> and you can find it on Amazon. Shut Wow. Up. I am looking it up immediately. <laughs> and, dear God, that's amazing. And it's in Garamond, my favorite font. Oh, boy. Um, wow. Who do, who's acknowledging it? Penises in general? Oh, God. Okay, it's in Latin. <laughs> okay, the aim of this book is to make the priapia accessible to intermediate students of ancient Latin. The running vocabulary and grammatical commentary are meant to... Okay, where the penis is. Uh, <laughs> okay, there are many off-color jokes in double entendre that require some thoughtful attention to the connotations of many ordinary words. Wow, I, so he's well-versed in Latin. Would seem to be, That's yeah. That's exceptional. I always go like, well, I, I went to Walnut, so I know that. Britannia so, est insula. Yeah, Britannia so, est magna insula. 
So why? So why is forest or tree one of those? Um, but I the old guard. But I thought it was fascinating. It was really good. Um, the concept was great. Um, the director was lovely. It was well put together. Like if I'm rating it on, it was better than Bird Box in my estimation. And people went crazy for that. So I made it through like the first twenty minutes, and then I was out. But yeah, I could fair. go back. I could go back. I mean, it's like if you aren't grabbed in the first 20 minutes, you probably aren't going to like it. Well, they were just meeting the soldier girl. Mm. They were just oh, going to get her. She is lovely. And okay. that whole moment is great. Um, and then Charlize and her have a lovely arc. Everyone else is sort of there. There are two homosexuals, which I appreciated immensely. What? Can you believe? Extra gemstone. <laughs> Can you? I know. It's like, are there... <laughs> Are there gay characters? <laughs> gemstones? Yeah. That raises it a couple. <laughs> Anytime there's representation, I'm like, a mm, couple gemstones. Yeah. That's great. Um, so I enjoyed it. But that's literally... Well, how many cool. gemstones would you give it? Like, do I need to see... Like, Mercado, I would give, like, a beautiful 76. You know? But who's looking for a 76? Um, I... Gosh. As, like, an objective movie, I would say probably, like, an 80. Yeah. <laughs> An 80. For that moment in time at 3 a.m. when I need something to watch and this took hold of my entire life, I would give it an 82. Whoa. Yeah. Well, something I would give even more gemstones is the new reality show of Zac Efron traveling around the world called Down to Earth. Oh, my God. I've only seen the tweets. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I don't even know. So he's traveling around learning to look for healthy and sustainable living solutions for the planet. And he's got okay. Darren Olean with him, who I guess is a wellness expert, known to me only as the guy who created Shakeology for Beachbodyfitness.com. <laughs> <laughs> but he's written a book about superfoods and he's a vegan and he's very into reusable, renewable, all that stuff. And he seems as they go around the world to really know what he's talking about. Zach doesn't really seem all that interested in being there. I'm not really sure why. I mean, like, he is. I think he is, like, a super good-looking person who's been really, really sheltered and didn't realize, like, how bad off a lot of the planet is. And so then he goes, and, like, you show him this, like, really shocking thing, and he's like, whoa, that's awful. I'm going to make a fart joke now. (laughs) But he's really great in another way. Um, He's lovable and endearing and abs of steel and beautiful eyes, and his hair always looks amazing. Um... And I learned, you learn like little tidbits. They don't really go deep into anything. So if you really want to know how to use renewable energy in Iceland, you're not going to learn it by watching the 42 minute episode, 42 minute episode about it. Um, But it's really, really beautiful. And then they go to this waterfall. Okay. This is a perfect example of the whole show. They go to this amazing waterfall and there's a guide there and they say, so how many gallons of water does this thing pump? And he's like, oh, I, I, I don't know. They're like, where does this water feed into? Where does it come out of? And the guy's like, I'm, I'm new. I don't. I don't really know. So why is that in there? Why do I need to see you talking to a non-expert about something no one else knows anything about? Let's go film something else. Want to? But let's talk about things I did learn. So there's water filtration in Paris. They've taken it over for everybody. Oh, my God. It's so good. So the government's taken it over, and there are fountains everywhere in the city. And and their vending machines are reusable bottles, glass bottles, and then the water is free for everyone. So if you're living on the street, if you're a visitor, if you're a traveler, you have clean, safe water access to you at all times. And some of the fountains have bubbly water. What? From the spring? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm moving to Paris just for that. 
And then they go to some bougie restaurant in LA where they have a water sommelier. That's right. What? That's what I said. A water sommelier. <laughs> and their good friend Anna Kendrick joins them. And she's actually ah! <laughs> I do like her a lot. I love her. Well, she's adorable. And they taste all these different waters and the different alkaline levels. And Darren, the expert, really is. He's like, this one tastes like a penny. He's like, you are good. That is a metal da da da. So the, at the end, Anna Kendrick's like, did I learn a lot? Yeah. Is water sommelier a real job? I don't think so. <laughs> so that was great. All right, I'll just talk about two more. So then they go to Sardinia because that's where the most octogenarians come from. Really? The most people who live to be over 100 live in Sardinia. So they're talking about their diet and their exercise and everything. And they talk about, they, they do pretty kind of a carb heavy diet, low protein. And Zach Efron's little brain explodes because he didn't have carbs for like six years. So they offered him a bowl of pasta. And you can see he's having an internal struggle with this eating disorder that he's been created. And he's like, dude, when I did Baywatch, I didn't have one single carb for almost six months. He's like, I almost died. Can you imagine? And then he eats the pasta. And can he's you like, imagine that? People who are close to death living in squalor. Can you imagine almost dying? I did it for a movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, he just doesn't, he, that, that part is clueless. But he is genuinely a nice person. But literally, you know, we're, like, learning about people dying in Puerto Rico, and he wants all the crew to get together and scare Darren while he's asleep. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, he's just a great bro. But anyway, they do go to Puerto Rico, and it's in 2017, so it's right after the hurricane. He is, you can see he's very devastated by it. He can barely take a selfie with the people in the village who want to take a picture of them. But um, he does help people clear out debris and stuff. It's great. It's, I mean, he is a vanilla cupcake, you know, with sprinkles. <laughs> and I learned a little bit. Now, the last episode is really sad because they're going to go down. And um, Darren's house is in the Malibu fire path. And Darren's like, I don't care. I can't do anything. I might as well go. So they're down there and find out his house burns down. And oh, no. Zach Efron tries to be there for him. But you can see he doesn't care at all. He's not listening at all. He's like, sometimes the only thing you can do with someone is just sit next to them <laughs> and stare out the window. And then the last moment of the show, we're at Darren's house, embers burning around him, and he just goes, fuck. And that's the end. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Pure so cinematic good. excellence. Oh, my God. And then the mayor is hugging this sweet child, and there's like this moment, and the camera pans right to Zach watching the moment. You're like, this is magic. This is magic. So anyway, if you want to see some really good pictures of the country of the world and you want to watch Zach go down a really fast slide, <laughs> ride around <laughs> on a skateboard, eat at a co-op, uh, I found it delightful. And I'm so judgmental. I can't believe I was like into this brotastic nonsense, but well, I was I'm like, giving what it is like 89 gemstones and everyone can wow. suck it on Twitter. Suck it, Twitter. I had fun. Um, okay, well that that was really important to me that I get that out into the universe. <laughs> Palm Springs on Hulu, I'll tell you nothing about, except that Andy Samberg is in it and the super cute lady whose name I can't remember. But I can't tell you anything about it because the, the spoiler is so great. Um, is but it's it very good? sweet. It's 90 minutes, whatever other movie we talked about like that. Like, it's 90 minutes. Just go watch it. The Missy one, the wrong Missy, the other Missy. Sure. The David Spade movie that we watched. Oh, yeah. Same yeah. kind of thing. A little bit deeper than that, but just very sweet. Super well done. Quick, quick watch. I'll tell you nothing. Nothing. Well, it's like, it's like Groundhog's Day, right? Or Nick can spoil the whole movie, one way or the other. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything. I know that's what every review that I've 
Hi, you're a monster. I know that's like it's like every review I've read has been like it's like Groundhog Day. I was spoiled by the internet. I'm still not gonna say anything, but I it's just fun. It's just fun, and you would. It's an interesting idea with two likable people. No, like us right now. Well, more me, maybe more me and Emma, but. <laughs> Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank.